Bob, after 40 years serving as a police officer, you're, you're serving again, but it's in a much different way. Why did you decide to, to join up with You for Christ? Well, when I retired, I knew that I was supposed to do something to serve. I mean, that that's what God requires of us. We're not supposed to just retire and walk away from everything. And one of our pastors uh, who had the inner city mission, Chuck Allen, um, talked to me and some other guys about Youth for Christ Kansas City and what they were doing in the uh, juvenile justice system. And so I decided to meet with the local director and see what they were up to. All right. And what police department did you serve with and what capacity? I retired as a captain from the Overland Park, Kansas Police Department. All righty. When you talked with uh, Youth for Christ, uh, what did you find out? What did they say? Well, Alex uh, told us that they went into uh, the local juvenile detention center. He was based out of Kansas City, Kansas, so it was the Wyandotte County Juvenile Detention Center, and that they went in and uh, they interacted with the youth. They had a program that they call Alpha, that where they um, introduced them to different topics with a gospel focus, and uh, just you're just there to spend an hour with them, get to know them, invest some time with them. Did you meet young people who uh, maybe didn't have much hope or really had kind of a questionable future outcome? Well, yeah, and I mean, part of the reason I got into it is I I considered doing adult prison ministry, but I thought if we could, if I, if I, with God's help, could make an impact and help reduce recidivism, repeating a crime before they got into the adult system, that it, it would it would give them a better chance at being successful. What kind of uh, interaction did you get? Did you get prayer requests from them? Yeah, so uh, at the end of every session, um, we offer the kids we meet with uh, the opportunity to give us prayer cards. And Alex has got a group of people that prays for these people. It's a network of uh, almost 100 people that uh, we transcribe the prayer cards onto, you know, an electronic form so we can send them out. All we give them is the kid's first name and what their prayer request is. And uh, I was surprised uh, how responsive they were to that. And looking at some of the background and so forth, um, I guess there was one teenager who had a prayer about wanting to live a certain age without harm coming to him. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, this one kind of broke my heart because even though I'd been in law enforcement, I didn't realize the uh, poor outlook some of these kids had on life. I mean, to be... 13 or 14 years old, and your prayer request is to make it to 19 or 21 without being shot, just really touched me. And it's like that, that they don't have, you know, in the environment that this kid was coming from, he his con- big concern was that he didn't get shot. And I understand also uh, there was another case where you got a prayer request and you actually took it upon yourself to uh, drive a considerable distance to uh, keep up with this this young person uh, incarcerated? Yeah, so over about an eight-month period, uh, one of the guys that was in the group, I fell in love with his story. I felt like God was 
tugging at my heart to try and develop a relationship with him. And he was getting transferred from the county facility to the state facility, which is in Topeka, which is about an hour drive from my house. But they have a mentoring program there that uh, Alex made me aware of. And I met with the director there about becoming a, a mentor. And I became this young man's mentor. Matter of fact, it's coming on about uh, almost three years now that he's been up there. He's getting ready to get out in May. And so I would drive up there every other week and meet with him. Now, since COVID, we haven't been able to do with that, do that. But just to stay connected with him and, you know, kind of be there for him when he gets out so he doesn't get back in with the same environment that he was before and help him uh, take some first strong steps in towards developing a strong life for himself so he doesn't end up back in the system. When someone does get out, uh, obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a big change and they're probably going to be looking for employment. Is, is that kind of difficult since they have a record? Not really, uh, except most of these kids were incarcerated as juveniles, and juvenile records in the state are sealed. So unless they're applying for a, a government job or a job that requires a security clearance, they don't have to disclose their juvenile record. All right. I didn't know that. That that does make a difference. Uh, in, in talking to young people uh at detention and correctional facilities uh, who have found their way into trouble. Do you sense, Bob, that there's any common reason for why they tend to go the wrong direction, or is it just various things? Well, I I think there's not one common reason, but what what I was seeing is there's a repetition of a cycle. Uh, A lot of these kids don't know their dads. They're teenagers becoming dads, um, and it just keeps repeating the cycle. One of the things that our local chapter of Youth for Christ has done is created a, an outreach called Parent Life so that once these kids are not in detention anymore, they can come to meetings with their with the person they've had the baby with, and hardly any of them are married, and get parenting skills, get help with diapers, you know, get some coping mechanisms for helping raise a kid because they're a kid themselves. And it's a great program uh, that uh, Alex and his team have put together. And it's just to help them, you know, get on the right foot with their kid. One of the things we've done with them, we've gone through uh, Lecrae's book with these kids, Unashamed. And a lot of them relate to him because Lecrae grew up without a dad and had a grandmother that prayed for him and, you know, went through a series of ups and downs in and out of the system before he got on the right track. And so a lot of these kids really relate to not only his music, but his life story. When you talk to to a young person about Jesus, um, do you sense that they know a little about him, that who he is, or is there kind of a complete unawareness? been some of both. Uh, Actually, I was surprised how many kids uh, really did know the basics of the gospel, whether they had grasped it and developed a personal relationship or not. Um, Not always, um, but just from some of their prayer requests, you could tell that they had a background uh, that 
somewhere they along the line they've been introduced to it and then totally the opposite end of the spectrum uh we've dealt with kids that come from uh other faith backgrounds like muslim that really hadn't heard about jesus christ before and what i've really found surprising is they like interacting and i don't i think it's partially because they get to get out of their cell and they don't ha- you know and they get to talk with other people but they're they're actually asking questions that let you think that they're really getting you know you know there's seeds being planted about who Jesus is and how he can make a difference in their life how do you go about talking to them about who Jesus is do, do you do you approach each person a little differently uh or do you share like personal things from your life how, how do you do that well one the there's an, a program that Youth for Christ does called Alpha, and it's kind of a, a non-offensive way of or non-controversial way of presenting the gospel in little segments. It's a 12-week program, and as long as we get these kids to come multiple times, they they get bits and pieces of it through the the videos and the interaction we have through questions. And then, again, through the use of Lecrae's book, a lot of Lecrae's references are to how, you know, his first encounter with being saved was, and they start asking questions about that. I've never had anybody just outright reject what we've been talking about. And so you just, you do your best to uh, answer the question. So what is in your heart when you know you're going to be meeting with people and sharing the gospel with someone, you know, what is your prayer or, you know, what's going through your heart and mind as you get ready for it? Well, what's kind of cool is our team that goes in, we'll sit and pray before we go in and we just ask the Holy Spirit to go before us and to open their hearts and to give us the right words to say. I mean, we just, you know, try and be, we're trying to develop relationships with these kids so they know that there's people out there that care for them, that, you know, we're spending, you know, taking some of our time to come down and spend with them and that we do this because we feel like that this is what God wants us to do for them. And hopefully they're seeing Christ's love through modeled through us. So if someone would like to know more about Youth for Christ and, and what the ministry does, and I know there's a lot of what they do, what is the best way to go about finding out more? So they've uh, got a web page. Uh, it's there's a couple of them. It's uh, www.yfc.net or www.yfckc.org. Now yfckc.org is the local one here in Kansas City. Uh, the other one they can go there and. Uh, the yfc.net and they can look for a chapter in their city. I mean, uh, Youth for Christ is all over the United States and in foreign countries also. All right. Bob, I really appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Thank you so much. Okay. I, I appreciate the time and I hope someone else might be inspired to see what they can do to give back to their community.